Hi, this is Randy Landry, and this is going to be my 64th podcast on Common Sense and Ramblings in America. <clears throat> um, the last several podcasts I've been reading from my uh, memoirs. Um, this one, I'm just going to take a little break from that and um, just go on a little bit of a rant or whatever, just discuss things that are going on today in the society. I've written some articles um, and some postings on Facebook and such about... Um, just stuff going on, okay, um, what is this, is about, um, and I know you're probably getting tired of my reading about what I think about, you know, abortion, <sighs> you know, I'm kind of like a, one of those fence writers in this one, I, I do believe that the woman should have a, an opportunity, um, to do some things for herself and involve her body, but when you take into account, um, that when she has, becomes pregnant, that life is a separate entity, okay? Yes, she is is growing there in her belly, okay? And she's giving it nourishment and all that. But this is a God-given uh, right or ability that only the female of the species shares, okay? Um, and also, it's something that should not be taken lightly. Um, the life of any creature should never be taken lightly. That goes for cats and dogs and everybody, everything. Every living being deserves a right and a chance to live their life, okay? So I'm not a vegan, okay? And I understand that there are lesser creatures in this world. And um, some are being raised, you know, to feed us, okay? That's, that's different. They pretty much are dumb beasts um, that don't really have much of a life at all anyway. That doesn't make it right or wrong. But um, they're being raised for one purpose, and that's to feed us, okay? But we're talking about independent individuals and creatures and things like that that deserve a life, all right? So uh, birth control, when did birth control become something that nobody bothers with anymore. I mean, don't people take responsibility? If you're old enough to have sex, you're old enough to know how to prevent getting pregnant or, or, or at least make sure one of you two is taking kind of some kind of precautions. Kind of is probably the best and safest and easiest way because not only does it prevent most, about 99.9% .9 of all pregnancies, it also prevents 99.9% .9 or more of all um, transmittable diseases that are um, transmitted by sex. So, including AIDS, HIV, gonorrhea, syphilis, all this stuff. So, why wouldn't you be doing those things? And if you're married and you're not taking, using birth control, then that must mean you want to raise a family. So, why would abortion be an issue for you then? Why else did you get married if you didn't want to have kids? And if you got married and decided you did not want to have children, then why not just get a surgical procedure done so you don't have to worry about it no more? Um, vasectomies are, are pretty cheap. Okay, pretty easy to do. And most insurances will pay for them. I had one done. Not to talk about my sex life, but I did. After I got my second divorce. Because I didn't want to have any issues either so I don't know it seems like a good thing to do all right so 
and it didn't have that much of a recovery time. And people, oh, I'm afraid to get that done. It's stopping a wussy, you know, really. Okay, it's minimally invasive. The hardest part is getting whapped with a rubber band so they can numb the area so they can get the injection. That's the worst part. After that, it's nothing. You don't feel any kind of real pain afterwards either. So, I mean, there's other alternatives besides, especially if you're young. But I'm just saying that's a married couple that just absolutely does not want to have kids. That just wants the companionship of being married. Also, there's adoption. Okay? Adoption's a very good option. And then sometimes in some families, there's another, like, say, um, a single sister or whatever that doesn't want to get married. She'll t she may take the child or, or what have you. There's always an option or opportunity. Once you have that abortion, there is no going back. It's too late. The life is gone. Also, um, we have the, the, the people in this country that are trying to push for late-term abortions. The later, the better. And you want to know, you ask, why is that an issue? Why do we need late-term abortions? If you don't know within the first month or so that you do not want the child, then there's something wrong with you, okay? So why do we need the late-term abortions? Now, I understand sometimes, like, oh, we're together, and then you get a divorce or breakup right after um, you hit a certain time in your, in your pregnancy, and now you don't want the child because now you're not married. Well, that's just tough. You made your decision. Stick with it. Give birth to the child, and you can put it up for adoption. You might be surprised and change your mind. All right? Now, uh, I'm one that's like, you know, if there's an issue with medical, if the um, life of the child is going to put the life of the mother in jeopardy, then yes, the mother comes first, always. Okay, we're not going to have mother die just so the child can be born. That's silly. All right, so, um, of course, it's also the mother's up choice, too, right? Um, so, but in that case, yes, or if it's a rape or an unwanted pregnancy due to some incest or something along those lines, yes. Another thing is, if they do a genetic test and found out, find out the baby has some terminal disease that's genetic or something like that, so the baby's life is going to be totally abnormal, then by all means, yes, we don't need that additional burden on our country to, to raise a child that'll never have any kind of real life at all, and it'll never be a productive member of society. Yes, we can do that. Um, yes, like Down's baby, whatever. And people say, oh, Down's babies are great. Well, yeah, they're very, very expensive. And our government and medical profession is hemorrhaging money, okay? We don't need yet another person to, look, to have to, to cause an issue with the finances. Um, so, yes, that's another exception. But th that result, that's a, just a small, small percentage of the um, abortions that take place in this country. 1% or maybe a little bit less. So what about the other 99%? Okay. They should be taken off the books. I don't, I don't see why. Um, if it's not medically uh, an issue or it's going to destroy that person's life, then have the baby and go from there. You know, if you're, it's just like the old Beretta movie, don't do the crime if you can't do the time, all right? People need to take responsibility for their actions. 
what is the what is the problem there? If you commit a crime, you need to pay. You need to pay for the damages. You need to pay, pay by going to jail. Too many things. People are getting away with too many things, and they expect they can get away with anything now. So now that I've beat the hell out of pregnancies and all this kind of stuff um, and abortions, um, it's going before the courts again. And in this case, it should have never been before the courts to begin with, okay? It should have never had a Roe versus Wade case. It was supposed to be decided by states individually. Well, states dropped the ball, basically. But still, it was a state issue, not a federal government issue. And now that they're having to try to fix that problem, and everybody's whining and pissing and moaning and groaning that my right, my life, my baby, and all this kind of stuff. Well, if you look at all the... Um, laws out there about murder um and most states have it in there if the woman is pregnant when she is killed the person that did the, the killing is going to be charged with two murders a double homicide because there's two lives involved okay so that that pretty much says it all right there so it's murder for somebody else to kill you but it's not murder if you kill your own child hmm i don't know about that all right, so now we got the court trying to just fix that problem. That should have never been a problem. Also, the states, almost all the states still have on their books. They didn't get rid of those those laws for abortion, okay? They may update them after the case goes through and it's completed. But it doesn't mean you can't have an abortion. And I put in postings, okay, so, all right, so if you can't go in your state to have an abortion, then the next state over probably will be able to have an abortion, and besides, getting an abortion should not be as easy as it is to go out and buy a pack of gum. It should take a little bit more thought, and you need to be more circumspect, and you should have to actually go out of your way to have it done anyway. There should not be a convenience store, a gas station, and a freaking end-of-life facility at every corner, all right? It should just not be that way. So... I don't know. So I, I think I pretty much destroyed that. All right. So the open borders. Oh, God. That, that, we could go on to this forever and ever and ever. This is all crap that's been started by Biden. But it's not left to Biden. It, we had the same issues going on under Obama. We had similar issues going on under um, H. I don't, I'm sorry, W. Bush. And it just seems like anybody that's tied with big business or farm wants cheap labor coming in. Now, there's a lot of things people people are saying, well, our population's aging. Okay, why is it aging? Because we've been pushing for population control for years, saying there's too many people in this world. Well, at some point in time, you're going to have to pay the price. All right? So what they're trying to do is a little creative financing here, basically, by shifting the populations around. So... By not creating more people, we're just moving the people that are younger into the United States so we actually have somebody to take care of us when we get older. But really, are they going to take care of us when they get older? And these people are from other countries. They have their alliances still with those other countries. They're not going to be assimilated to this country like future or previous generations have been. So the money they make is probably going to go back to taking care of their families in other countries. They're going to probably work under the table. They're not going to pick up high-end jobs most of the time. And it's just not going to be very helpful. So, sure, they'll get their short-term fix with um, low-paying jobs being filled. 
But if they're looking for somebody that's going to take care of, uh, you know, by paying with taxpayer dollars later on in life, probably not going to happen. So it's just they're weakening, not weakening, but they're changing the uh, the whole layout of our country. Um, sure, it'll still be a Christian country because a lot of the people coming from are Hispanic, and I think they far outnumber the Muslims that are coming in. So Christianity will still be the number one religion of our United States, or probably just we'll just call it North America because that's what it's going to probably eventually be. It'll be Mexico, United States, and Canada will probably be one country at the rate we're going if they just keep on going up. But, you know, it tends to be Hispanic people don't like the cold, so eventually they will stop somewhere up there how far they'll go. Where's it going to be the cutoff? <coughs> Hell, maybe we'll just move over and take over Canada. Fair play, right? Um, I did draw a map, and I have posted it on uh, Facebook and in my blog about what I think the world is going to turn into in the next um, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And how we'll be um, just a few super nations. Um, kind of almost like Aiden George Orwell um, with his 1984 and his three big super countries. I'll have a few more. Um, but um, there, there won't be as many as there are now, I can tell you that. And um, one of them will be run by China, one will be run by Russia, one will be Muslim, one will be run by us. And one will be run by the Hispanic population, which will be probably one of the biggest ones. Um, so it'll involve South America, Africa, you name it. All the continents will be busted up. And it's just going to be not by politics. It's going to be based on religion and race. I know, kind of scary, but yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, people just don't want to... They like being the same. They like this familiarity. It, um, dissimilarity breeds contempt, I think. So the more familiar you are with your neighbors, the more the closely they are related to you and belief and um, your history and all this kind of stuff and your feelings, the more likely you are to develop relationships with them and develop alliances with them. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Okay. Um, so, <coughs> so much for the melting pot. So I, I don't know this country. So we're, we're helping out from Ukraine. But, you know, Ukraine was a very corrupt country. Yes, I feel bad for the people. But what exactly are we being fed? I haven't ever talked to anybody that's actually been to Ukraine during this, this debacle with Russia. Um... So we don't know what we're getting. We can't trust any of the news services that we have anymore. We really can't. Even Fox can be bought at a high price, albeit. But yes, they can be bought. Newsmax, yeah, but they're not really pushing that much for this anymore coverage. And it's like, okay, um, since we're really not sure if we can trust shit, what happened to all the stories about those cargo ships, container ships, along the coastline of California and Oregon? There was literally hundreds of ships out there. Are they still there? I have not seen one news person, and this includes Tucker Carlson or Hannity or anybody, talking about them. But they were there. I mean, just a few months ago, it was on everybody's 
tongue. They couldn't stop talking about it. So how could this be that now it's not an issue? So these are some things I'm going to write my art, some more articles about. And um, I don't know. So here we're given all this money to and a lot of money. I mean, this is like, you know, considering it's a big, between what we've given to them and what we're going to give to them in arms and all that, we're actually depleting our supplies. Considering what we left in Afghanistan and what we're giving to Iraq, I mean, giving to um, Ukraine, we're depleting our stuff. We would, we would be hard-pressed to fight somebody right now uh, without getting restocked, which is what, maybe that's what the arms dealers want. Companies that build all our weapons want. Sure, go ahead and give more to Ukraine so we can sell you more and more expensive stuff. But half doesn't work anyway until we redo it three times. So I don't know. Um, people are saying this is a way for the Bidens to launder money, to, to pay off past debts uh, because they were getting so much money from Ukraine. I don't know. Um, and who the hell can trust Russia either? Or Putin is a crazier. A bed bug. So I don't know. All right. So another thing is, is this great replacement theory. I can investigate this. I've been hearing this term bandied about. Um, there's so many terms going out there uh, that I, you know, I spent two months writing my my second book, and I feel like I've I went to sleep for like two years. There's just so much stuff that just popped up, and. I don't know. I, I'm just going to have to do some more research and re reference stuff. Oh, I, another thing is, I got critiqued about my f use of the phrase ref research. So I was talking to somebody about that I had did some research for my uh, my articles for um, COVID. Well, did you go to a specific yada yada website? And I go, no, never even heard of it. Well, then you're not doing real research. Well, kiss my ass. Doing a hell of a lot more research than those people are. So I'll continue to call it freaking research. Because I'm looking for shit, okay? Just because I didn't go to a specific site doesn't mean I'm not looking, not investigating. I'm referencing stuff. I'm researching stuff. Um, it doesn't have to be primary or secondary research, okay? It's, re it's research anyway. It doesn't stipulate. So, oh well. What else can I talk about today? I piss people off. I don't know. Um, it seems to be a very chatty mood today. I've read like two blog podcasts already on my book, and now I'm doing this one. So I've been on talking for like the last two, almost two hours. I think I'd be getting tired of it by now. But, um, I don't know, I guess I'm done for now. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. You know, just, I want Biden out of our president. I want him out of office. He is inept he's an idiot he doesn't know what the hell is going on he doesn't know where he is half the damn time and he puts his foot in his mouth more times than a person with a foot fetish i kid you not um sorry he's just always doing it and kamala harris she needs to follow right behind him and pelosi she's also not only incompetent she's corrupt as well he's, you would have to go down, I don't even know how far down you'd have to go down the line in the replacements of the, the I don't know, the Senate pro tempore, you can't meet, I don't know, you can't even go to the Senate, uh, the next line. 
because there's just because they go into the cabinet and every one of them you would have to knock out the top 30 or 40 people in the line of succession to get somebody that's any good so what good does impeachment do if you have nobody good to replace them you just can't keep on impeaching well, you impeach until you get down to like the last person in the country I mean, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense because there's nobody out there that are any good that's in the government right now that is a possible line of succession. That's pretty sad. You know what, though? It's another good place for an article to write about the line of succession that currently exists right now in our government and who those people are and how far down will we actually have to go to get somebody that's competent. Well, on that note, I think I'll just end this podcast today. Um, as always, you know, don't give up. Uh, there's always something that we can do. There's always something to live for. No matter how depressing shit is, we can, we can get around this. We can get through this. All right, guys, you have a great day.